Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Oh, Daniel, yeah. we, we have a repeat. Why are we? Why would we repeat the because, same podcast? Uh, because it's a very good question. I know, normally we don't give two $25 Amazon gift cards because that would be $50. We're good at math here. Yeah. No, I. you know, we've not actually had anybody send in uh, a second question, um, and, and I don't know how we feel about it. But I tell you, this is April, uh, who sent in a question uh, a few weeks ago about her contract uh, business, and she was trying to explore other uh, retirement options. And she had a small Roth IRA, et cetera, et cetera. And I think we gave her some some sound advice. She's now in the market for a new CPA. So we probably have somebody who's not very happy with us out there. But she is going to find somebody who can look at her specific situation and certainly point her in the right direction. But this next question is much more broad that could apply to so many more people And that's why it rose to the top of the queue because, again, she's asking a question that's relatively time-sensitive, but if not in this period when we first cut this, which is August of 2019, regardless of when you're listening to this episode, I think our words or our answer to April's question certainly can apply. So, without any further ado, April, hit us with your question. D-I-Y! Hi guys, this is April from Houston again, and thanks for answering my last question about retirement. I'm taking y'all's advice, and I'm definitely in the market for a new CPA to help discuss which retirement funds are best for me in my current business situation. So I have another question for you. In the news, there's been a lot of talk about a new recession just around the corner. And I know that the term recession is panic-inducing in a lot of people. So this is a really broad question, but do you have any advice on how to handle personal finances maybe before or during a recession? Is there anything like the average person should be doing differently to ride out a recession? Thanks, guys. Okay, Daniel, um, this is a great, great question because it has a lot of overlap into... Uh, what we do every day in our business life, but it seems to be something that is on everyone's mind. The irony, of course, being that we have never seen such a strong economy in the United States. Uh, but nonetheless, we've also seen a incredibly sensationalized media, regardless of which side you fall on, that wants to drive revenue by gaining eyeballs. And so every headline, every, uh, you know, media, print, whatever, is trying to induce um, your attention, trying to attract your attention. And the best way to do that is the emotion of fear. And so 
with that being said, it's never in my 20 years of experience have and two major recessions, two and a half, there was a quasi recession thrown in there, but two major recessions. Um, I've never seen it so prolific as it is today in your face as it is right now during such a strong economy. So that being said, what thoughts do you have for April about the average individual sort of weathering the storm of a recession? Well, let's start out that to be clear, I think she used the phrase kind of, uh, you know, a recession is potentially around the corner or on the horizon or something like that. And uh, just to be clear, outside of in the midst of a recession, there is technically, historically speaking, always a recession around the corner or on the horizon because business and markets and so forth are very, very cyclical. And what that means is that uh, they ebb and they flow. There's cycles, uh, just like there are seasons in the year in the economy. There are cycles, and what tends to happen, or what has happened historically, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. But what has happened historically, and we can learn from that, is that there are good times, uh, which eventually kind of fizzle out, and then things slow, and then things go into recession. Then we eventually we recover, and there's good times again, and it repeats. And there's no real sort of timeline on that. So uh, even though there's an you know, a uh, recession on average every, it's somewhere around five to seven years. It doesn't mean there has to be. Uh, and it's been 10 years since we uh, kind of exited out of the last one to some extent. So it's not sensationalist to say that there, you know, there's always the potential for a recession to come. That being said, that should motivate any individual. If there's always the potential that a recession will come and not in a scary way, but just a f- sort of a fact of life that there is both uh, feasting and famine seasons throughout your financial life. It should really motivate and encourage you that when times are good, when uh, when we have an environment like we do now in the U.S., where employment is uh, unemployment is ridiculously low, and you have opportunities available to you, where uh, wages are starting to grow and so forth, that you take some of that time and you build up your savings, or you significantly pay down uh, the debt that you have, that that you build up a hedge or a buffer for the times when things are not so well in life. And that's just sort of practical wisdom. It has nothing to do with the sensational headlines of how far off the recession is, but it's just prudent, good financial stewardship and financial management that you you, uh, save and put away during good times because there are always going to be the potential for bad times on the horizon, whether that is a uh, domestic U.S. national recession, whether that's a global uh, market meltdown, or whether that's just the fact that something uh, really crappy happens in your personal life and you go through basically a personal recession, a job loss or a medical event or something, having that buffer built up or having that debt reduced so you don't have those headaches is huge. I think it's great uh, that you kind of applied that practical approach to the the fact that we will have recessions in in our country. Um, I first, however, I want to define a recession. I think a lot of people don't even know what the true definition of a recession is. I think a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, we're in a recession just when the market goes down, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 percent. That's a correction in the stock market. A recession, by definition, is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. Two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. And what's GDP? Gross domestic product of a country. Uh, and so 
our GDP in the United States is approximately $19 trillion annually. And so to clarify, it's not that that $19 trillion goes like negative something. It's the it's that it growth uh, doesn't rate. grow anymore. That's correct. And the last growth reading on that $19 trillion is 3.1%. Now, you may look at 3.1% and go, wow, that's a real small percentage growth rate compared to... I don't know, maybe a, a rate of return of the stock market, or maybe when you hear about uh, a, an emerging markets growth rate, or you look at a specific company, or maybe even your company's growth rate, you might go, wow, 3.1% is not a lot, except for the fact that that is on $19 trillion. I'm not going to do the math of exactly what that is, um, but it is a massive numerical amount. And so the idea that we are going to go from $19 trillion that is growing at 3% to 19 times 1.03 uh, the next year and times 1.03 the next year backwards from $19 trillion times whatever, whatever, whatever to be smaller number, that would be a tremendous loss in monetary value for the country of our size. Now, why do I say it that way? I'm saying it that way so that you understand what sort of dramatic and seismic shift would have to occur in order for the recession to actually unfold by definition. So that's the first and foremost thing to understand. The second thing to understand is rarely are they accurately predicted. There's an old uh, joke in, in the financial halls that the economists have predicted 10 out of the last seven uh, recessions. Okay, that's obviously a joke. And so one of the things that I recently said on a major uh, financial news network was, if we go into a recession in the near future, and I had to clarify near future, just as Daniel said, it will come at some point. I'm going to address that in a second. But if it is in the near future, it will be the most accurately predicted recession I've ever seen. Okay. So that being said, the, the, the definition and the fact that they're rarely they're rarely seen or predicted accurately, and that's ultimately why they take so many people by surprise and cause so much damage. So if everyone, it's like the weather, it's if everyone is prepared for the snowstorm, right? You go into the store and the milk is gone and the bread is gone and everybody's stocked up because it's, you know, rarely does that happen, right? I mean, you, you go home and the next day you get a, a dusting and you're like, oh my gosh, why do we even watch the weather? Right. And then what happens? Uh, ultimately, they say, hey, we might get some rain tonight in the forecast. And what they forget to to accurately predict is that rain turns into ice and freezes everything and everybody is taken by storm. I think that's where the phrase actually comes from. They're taken by surprise. And then all of a sudden, real damage is created. Things need to be evacuated. Hospitals, patients need to be moved, etc. Okay, so again, and, and there's, I don't have at my fingertips data to, to say to you, hey, probability-wise, when 
we have so many people predicting uh, a recession, then, you know, this doesn't happen, et cetera. Now, one of the things that we and Daniel and I talk ad nauseum about this, and I realize we're getting into the weeds a little bit and we'll back away from this, is uh, the idea that because we've had an inverted yield curve, we will then have a recession. And I'll leave that right there, but I encourage you, anyone out there listening to this, instead of just agreeing with that or nodding your head as if, you know, to understand how or why this unfolds, I just encourage you to research it, to really understand historical inverted yield curves, current inverted yield curve, et cetera, et cetera, and come to your own conclusion. Now, none of that changes the fact that we will someday go through another recession. It's like saying another day in time, it's going to rain. We're going to have a snowstorm. We're going to have an ice storm. It's as simple as that. Maybe you won't have one down in Houston, but odds are where we are, we're going to have all of those. You'll have something, obviously, in your uh, future from a weather standpoint as well. How severe it will be, we have no idea. But it is prudent to prepare accordingly. And that is exactly why we strongly encourage a set of steps to prepare you for not just a nationwide recession, but maybe the normal challenges of life that you may face on a daily basis that could detract you from your future goals. Does that mean you go out and do anything dramatically different today because it could potentially be on the horizon for you? I don't believe you do. I believe you follow the basic DIY money steps. Have a budget. Track those expenses. Know what your budget is, what's variable, what's fixed, so that if you do go through tough times and you ultimately start living off of your emergency fund, some things that can go can be cut very quickly. But ultimately, tracking your expenses, knowing what your budget is, is paramount to any long-term financial success, regardless of the economy or the environment. Secondly is simply having some fast cash and ultimately three months of an emergency cash supply, making sure you have margin in your budget to create those two things, but then more importantly, being able to use that margin to at minimum pay down the bad, bad debt, credit cards, uh, et cetera, and then the bad debt, auto loans, student loans, and then ultimately tackling or at minimum having the amount set aside to pay off a mortgage. Because the best way to weather any financial storm, whether it is a nationwide recession or maybe just a recession in your very own business, is to have control of your money and not be beholden to paying too many people a fixed amount on a monthly basis. Because when that happens and your income changes dramatically on the negative side, that's when you're going to run into problems. So in my opinion, there needs to be nothing done differently than following the basic DIY money steps in order for you to be putting away towards debt and ultimately investing for your future. If in the interim between now and the days of your retirement, you need those resources to bridge the gap during a recession, during a business transition, a health emergency, medical crisis, 
family emergency or a myriad of other potential financial emergencies, then that money can be used accordingly. But if you don't have that, it matters not whether it's a domestic recession or any of the other multitude of things that I mentioned, you're going to be in financial problems. And that's exactly why we encourage what we do to provide the peace of mind that you are at minimum following the necessary steps to prepare yourself when adverse situations come. Can you eliminate them completely? No, that's impossible to do. You never know what can happen that could derail it. Can you prepare accordingly? Absolutely. And bravo to you to even asking that question. I think preparation includes not only the financial steps, but educating yourself accordingly. The final note I will leave you on is this. Some of the greatest fortunes in our country have been made and started, I should say, during times of great uncertainty, panic, recessions, and depressions. So in those environments, that's when the best opportunities arise. It's when the best investment opportunities arise, both stocks and real estate. It's when the most, most business opportunities arise, when you can solve a problem, meet a need, or help a certain company. And then ultimately, when you're well-positioned to do so and the markets rebound, then you benefit exponentially. So instead of looking at it as something that's a negative, especially as an entrepreneur that you are, I encourage you to prepare yourself accordingly and look at it as a potential positive to catapult your business to the next stage. Great question. We'll leave it there. Daniel, anything else to add? I think you nailed it. Boom. Let's conclude it with that. And remember, regardless of the environment, recession, expansion, doesn't matter. The secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do it for a very long time. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card.